Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. Welcome. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. Speaking of weird, I feel like this is all showing up weird. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it looks, it we looks weirdly hazy to me, which I did, of course, uh, sage my environment here. I think my eyes are just screwed up. Pretty much every part of me screwed up lately. So anyway, welcome. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. I'm here, even though I kind of wish I wasn't. Hi, Jim. Um, uh, yeah, in all honesty, I probably could have just like laid down on my couch. It's <laughs> kind of how I've been, how I've been feeling in recent days, weeks. Um, but I'm here because I think that's part of this, right? Just showing up even when it's hard to. Um, and, uh, that's kind of what I'm all about here on this show. So hi, Dean. I'm glad you guys are here. I have no friggin' idea what tonight's gonna gonna look like because I just um, I haven't really given a lot of thought. I have been um, just really off for a couple of weeks, um, which I could speak to that. Right? Um, people might uh, be interested to know <laughs> what that means for Miss Lauren, right? Um, but anyway, welcome to Whiskey and Weird. Welcome to everyone who chimes in now, who listens to the replay watches the replay, listens on your favorite podcast. You can watch me here on Facebook most Wednesdays. And I'm also on uh, YouTube, over on YouTube if people don't do Facebook. Um, so yeah, so welcome. I'm glad you're here and um, we'll see. We'll see how they go. this goes. I um, I hope people, I like, I thought, gosh, people can just ask me shit. Ask me stuff and I'll answer um, you can ask me about me. You can ask me about my thoughts on weird stuff. Um, I just ask that you keep it clean. Wink, wink. Um, um, because, yeah, my children watch this. So that would be weird for me. Um, but, yeah, I was saying, I, I don't know. Some of you might be on I feel like this looks weird. I can't figure out why. I, I think I just feel like I look weird. Um, but... <laughs> But um, the lighting is weird, um, different, it feels like, for some reason. But who knows? That could be for all sorts of different reasons, right? But here I am. I'm here. I'm here for you guys, my weirdos, um, whether I want to be or not. Um, and I'm glad you're here, too. And let's just have a little fun together, right? Uh, because joy, happiness, all of this kind of helps bring out bring us out of the funk I have been having a little whiskey I was thinking about um when I first started this show like the first couple nights um and I've mentioned I've shared with most of my listeners well all of my listeners if you're listening the five of you that are out there um um no there's a few more than that but mostly five um that uh, this idea to do this just really kind of dropped out of nowhere. And so um, at, when I started it, I just jumped in because that's kind of how I live my life. I just jump into things. And sometimes it works really well for me and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but always a lesson is learned, right? Um, <clears throat> and so I, the first couple of times I did this, I was so scared. 
I really want to use the F word a lot, but I'm trying not to. Um, so just, I apologize. But I recently learned that um, this is a sacral chakra thing, which is completely what I'm dealing with lately. Is, or my entire life has been about um, my sacral chakra. Um, and if you want to know what a, the sacral chakra is, maybe we could get into that. Um, but uh, <laughs> Jim says aging and the weird effects it has on our bodies. Absolutely. Yes. Are, what, are you saying I'm getting old, Jim? What the heck? Um, be safe. You're driving home. Be safe. Uh, so, and I, I don't know why I stop and read these questions because then I forget what the fuck I'm talking about. So anyway, um, I know what I was talking about. JK. I do know what I was talking about. So I, um, I remember being terrified. Oh my God. I'd get on here at like six o'clock. I'd be in this little stupid office space that I'm in and if you saw this office you would laugh because it's like it's like something blew up in here but all you can see is this little square and and cute little Clarence back there and my Winnie the Pooh with no arms weird yes um but anyway <laughs> here I am and tonight like literally five minutes ago I was stuffing pizza pretend pizza I like to call it in my mouth um and drinking a little bit of the good shit and I'm um, getting ready for the show. And I, uh, I don't know, just trust in my spirit guides, putting it all up to the spirit guides about how this show will go down. Um, I, you know, really the truth is I'm rarely at a loss for words. Um, but it does happen sometimes and things have been a little weird for me lately, just all over and some good weird, like really some good weird that I, um, that I'm not going to talk about here, but then also, um, well, I could talk about it, but it's like good weird that I can't talk about now, but I could maybe talk about later after it kind of all settles down. Um, uh, but just, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so whiskey and weird. Glad you're here. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm here. Like I said, I kind of wanted to not be here tonight. Um, and before I taste my whiskey, so, so there's this interesting thing about that. I've talked about um, this idea of being highly sensitive empath and knowing, being you know, the, the whole idea of claircognizance, which basically means I know things that mm, I don't always want to know. I know a lot of things are just there. Um, hard to explain. You can look up what claircognizance means. Um, but there is this interesting thing, you know, I, I read all these things about, um, you know, mental illness and suicidal thoughts. Um, I had an uncle, sadly, who took his own life, who I think was highly sensitive man. Um, and, you know, I've known people, I've known people. And uh, it's this weird sensation for people like me that we have these moments where, and I finally talked with people who understood it. So talk about weird. This is weird. And don't, I'm going to preface this by saying you don't need to worry about me, but you do have these moments where, um, and sorry if I'm distracted, I'm trying to open this bottle of whiskey I'm about to drink, um, of like wanting out, like not really thinking, oh, I'm going to kill myself, but kind of like, because, because I, I know a hundred percent that's not the way that I'm supposed to end my life here, but, uh, and sadly, or not sadly, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably going to be around for a really long time. So I need to get my shit together so that the next 50 years of my life can be kind of fun. Um, not that they haven't been fun. I love my kids. You know, all that. You know, you know what I mean. You guys, you guys get it. But 
I feel like I have still time to just get it together and live my life full of the things that I really, really want to um, live. And um, But people like me, we have these moments where we're like, why did we choose this? Why, why are these the lessons we want to live? And it would be so much easier just to, you know, tap out and start again. And, um, and when I say that, I mean like literally tap out and just start again. Um, you know, as most of you know, I'm like, uh, like a, you know, I believe in, in multiple lives. I think I've actually had a lot of them and I get this when I talk about the clear cognizant stuff, I totally get, um, on many levels why I'm here. It doesn't mean it's easy. And, um, yeah, sometimes you're just like, oh, can I just be done and start over and try making better choices earlier in my life? Um, but all those choices that I've made have led me to where I am for a reason, right? So it's it's an interesting notion because there's this weird kind of um, um, guilt thing that comes along with having that feeling because I would I you know I would never want to leave people that I love behind particularly my children but that's not really what the thought process is is about um, but it does come in moments of feeling like just really depleted and um, and it's like okay I just gotta gear up and I gotta <laughs> I gotta get to it again so so look at me I didn't think I had anything to talk about but there you go um, but that's kind of where I've been a little bit the last couple of days and feeling really tired, which is a really common thing. Um, I could talk a little bit more about that, why that happens sometimes. Um, I, I'm pretty certain there are people listening tonight that would really love to know more about that. So I am drinking a whiskey tonight, gonna try a whiskey that my lovely, lovely, beautiful, amazing friends, Derek and Carmen Greenleaf got for me. And I love you, Derek and Carmen. Carmen and Derek. You guys are so awesome, so fun, and I hope you know how much I love you. I hope that I don't have to say this to you, um, that you already know that, because you are like two of the coolest people that I know, um, and I love you forever and always. Um, but anyway, I, I did a little, well, very little cat and house sitting for Derek and Carmen like a week ago, and when I say very little, it was supposed to be a week, but it ended up being like one night. But they brought me back this whiskey, Let's see if I can hold this up so you can see. It's from the Edgefield. So McMenamins, if you guys don't know about McMenamins, check them out. Look them up. Really cool. They have lots of facilities in the in the Pacific Northwest, restaurants, um, hotels, pubs, whatever. Um, m many of them, there, a lot of them are in old buildings, like especially their um, hotels and things are in older buildings. And um, some are haunted. Like, like you got to check it out. Um but they were at the Edgefield, right? Right, right. So that's where this comes from. So I'm, I think that's where they were. I'm totally forgetting. But it's called Monkey Puzzle. And it's whiskey and it has hops and honey added to it. Um, and so they picked this up. This was like so awesome. I'm really excited to try it. Um, but yeah, check out McMenamin. So McMenamin's is a super cool place, you guys. Uh, if you haven't been, we have a few up here. The ones down in Oregon are really awesome and um, actually early on in our marriage my my husband and I lived in um, in Oregon like well 
right like oh early we lived many years ago long time ago um down in the portland area and we used to go they had these cool places they had movie theaters basically and we could go out to a movie theater um it was in a really old cool building um that you could get a pizza a pitcher of beer and watch a movie for two people for like twenty dollars and you know we were young we were we were poor so that was an awesome date night for us back then um and we used to do it quite a bit when we lived there <coughs> excuse me um but th there was one place we went although i i can't remember which one it was that we went to because they had a lot of different places like that um and I'm not sure if all those movie theaters still exist, but they would play like the movies when they were about to go out of, um, you know, of circulation, whatever. And, um, but there was one we went to, we went to see the movie, uh, seven. Is that what it was called with, uh, Brad Pitt, seven deadly sins, the one about that. And it was this theater. <laughs> it was the grossest place. It totally felt like we were, we should have been watching some serious pornography. It was just sketchy and gross. Don't recommend that one, but I can't really remember which one it was, but we were really surprised. And we, I remember just joking about that. Um, it was gross. It was really gross in there. Um, and you kind of felt like, you know, the, um, hand, the, the arms were going to be sticky, you know, it was gross anyway. Um, Anyway, so I, uh, anyway, McMenamins, check it out. Go stay at one of their places, um, eat there. They have good burgers. They have really good hummus plates too. Um, I used to love to get those. Um, and back when I could drink beer, like I can't really drink beer so much. It doesn't like me, mostly because of the wheat. Um, so if I can drink beer that's like gluten-free, I do that. So I'm kind of excited because I don't have a problem with hops. There is hops in here and honey added you guys so this is the whiskey i'm trying it's called monkey puzzle from from the edgefield a mcmenamins facility you guys let me know if you've ever been to a mcmenamins like chime in say say something i'm gonna pour it into my little um stuff right here Woohoo! let's check it out let's see how it's gonna be um all right Oh, I forgot to smell it out of the bottle, didn't I? Gosh, I'm so off my game. Ooh. Oh, it smells so good. It kind of smells like apples. Mmm. Definitely sweet. You can you can totally get the, the honey. Let's see if I can get the hops. But totally, the first sniff I got off that was like uh, apples. I like it. I like apples, right? Um, so let's go, let's check it out. Sean, hi Sean. Sean says sweet, I predict sweet, right? I guess so because um, because there's honey in there, right? And don't hop, doesn't, doesn't hops, like I don't know that much about hops. I should probably know more because I used to drink a lot of beer. Um, but I think that hops has kind of that aspect to it too. So let's see. Okay, let's see little the little nostril trick, right? Mm, okay, I'm getting a little bit of the hops now. Ooh, there's a little bit of tingle in that. Ooh, it, I think sweet, but I think this is going to have a little more of a burn than I'm thinking that it might, which isn't a bad thing, right? Um, 
I don't know if you guys can see the color in there, but um, I uh, I like it. It's got good color to it. Uh, Jim says, here, let me pull this up here. Um, maybe, there we go, oh, there we go. Uh, Edgefield is their signature property. Um, when they went there on the front end of a bachelor party night out, six, seven different bars, nice. They're, they're so fun. We used to go down to the Grand Lodge, um, a, a big group of girls, ladies. Um, what's the late, the ladies, uh, one second, Sean. Um, it is 92 proof, 46%, 46%. Um, so we used to go to the Grand Lodge. We used to do the Warrior Dash. Warrior Dash does not really exist anymore, but there was a group of us moms, really cool moms, and we used to go down to Oregon and stay at the Grand Lodge and um, and uh, stay overnight for a night or two, and we did the Warrior Dash together, which was really, really fun, um, but that was quite a while ago. It's so weird to think how time passes. Okay, so let's, let's get busy with this, you guys. Uh, I answered your question, right, Sean? Uh, yes, I did. 92 proof, 46%. Um, <clears throat> I'll have to go there. If this is good, Sean, I'll go there and I'll get you some. Send it to you. Yeah, it is going to have a burn, right? I can smell it already. I'm excited. Are we ready for this? I definitely got the hops um, when, I was, when I was smelling. Definitely get some of that in the nose. And I definitely get the... Um, the, the honey. Now, I always love that experience of smelling it right when the bottle opens because there's always something there that you don't get, um, you don't get the, the, uh, more. Uh, Jim, you're right. I don't know if they distill. I do like their Botha location. It's pretty fun. There's lots of different places you can go, but I'm not sure if they distill there or not. Um, but that would be something to look into. I do love to go to that place. Um, even though I've only been there a couple of times, I would like to go back. Um, <clears throat> So let's let's give this a taste. You ready, friends? Weirdos. Mm-hmm. Mm. Woo! Yeah. Definitely a bird. But it's really short-lived. So it's right there, like, I can still feel it. It almost left my tongue numb. Eh. Uh, but it's really short-lived. I got the hops. It's, it's a cool experience. And the honey, you can taste the honey. So the honey, I think the honey is what kind of um, calms the, the burn on that, right? That's like magical. Someone created magic with this whiskey. Um, let me have a little more. Mm. Wow. Honestly, I don't think I've experienced anything quite like this before. Um, because the burn, you know how, so a lot of times in whiskey, you get the burn on the, like on the end, like as it, you know, as you're, as 
whatever the end the uh, i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> maybe i've already had too much whiskey and not enough pretend pizza um it's good this is actually really really cool like i um it's got a really pleasant taste the honey is there i'm liking the honey the hops there's an undertone of that which i really appreciate because i'm i am um uh, a uh, beer drinker in my former life and I really did appreciate beers in the same level that I'm trying to appreciate whiskey like um, in terms of of tasting and stuff so um, so yeah I don't know let me know if you're interested in a bottle of this if you're listening and you don't live here like Sean um, and I will I will try to make a trip to the Edgefield just so I can get some of this and sh uh, Carmen and Derek Thank you. This stuff is great. I will save some to drink with you because you need to try this shit. It's really fucking good. All right. There comes the F word. I guess I've had enough of this. All right. Sanja, everyone. That is a cool experience. I like it. I like it. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes weird. And this is kind of an interesting combination, right? Like, Hops and honey, who knew? But really clever, really smart. And um, I think there are a lot of people out there like me who have made the segue from beer to whiskey. So I think the the um, <clears throat> the hops thing in there is really, really clever. Um, but yeah, I can't, I'm trying to think about the best way to describe this experience because it like burns for a minute and it is a pretty good burn and as Sean alluded to with his great questions it's because it's it's you know um 90 92 proof right um <sighs> you're you're right Sean I told you guys to keep it clean and now I'm using the f word and stuff you're right um but that's not really what I was talking about when I kept when I said uh, uh, keep it clean because I know some of the people who watch my show um, but you're right. I will keep it clean. I'll drink it more. Although that seems really counterintuitive that you would be asking me to drink more to wash out my mouth, sanitize my mouth, because I'm pretty certain whiskey does not does not do that. Whiskey um, has a really fun effect on paranormal here. Um, so anyway, moving on. We tried our whiskey. If you're just chiming in, monkey puzzle from McMenamin's Edgefield um, with uh, hops and honey added. Pretty cool. I would recommend it. Um, really cool bottle of whiskey and I'm grateful to my friends who bought it for me. I'm so lucky to have awesome friends. So, so now let's get on to the show, the rest of the show. Although 22 minutes, look at me, I'm filled 22 minutes with nothing, right? This is awesome. This is really awesome. I'm glad. Sean and Jim, I'm really glad you're here talking to me. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, if people come in, and I know that there's more than just Sean and Jim here. Oh, and Dean. Dean is here. Thank you. So, yes, Dean, I can count on you. Let's see if this question is too smart for me, though. So um, I, he's probably been sitting over there at, thinking about how to, how to ask this question. Any thoughts on the inner earth theory or hollow earth? known as Agartha and other names being other names being inhabited by beings, specifically the legend of underground cities beneath. Um, okay. I have absolutely heard of this. I have not heard the name Agartha, but, um, so 
Mount Shasta, absolutely magical, crazy place. All sorts of weird stuff happening there. And um, if you, so Dean, if you aren't familiar with them yet, um, you might check out um, Dana and Greg Newkirk. Okay, they, um, you know, I watch a lot of ghosty shows and all of that, and that's where I first found them. But um, I'm, uh, I'm a member of their traveling uh, museum for the paranormal and occult. And um, they have a great documentary called Hellier. There's two seasons. You can find it on Amazon or um, Prime, both on there. It's, it's super cool, really crazy shit. If you watch that, um, I've learned a lot from them on that and from other people in the clubhouse about these different ideas. But I, you know, here's the thing. I... I've said before that I don't, um, you know, I don't try to to tap into or um, cling on to any certain belief, right? Because I think that it's just there's there's too much new and different out there. Um, but I think that um, I I believe there's something to that. I think it's a really interesting theory. I think it's a hundred percent possible. The kind of stuff that happens at Mount Shasta and even at Mount Adams here in Washington State. I don't know if you've ever been down there or heard about that, Dean. Um, but yes, check it out. So Dana and Greg Newkirk, and they have a Patreon. So I do I do pay $15 a month to be a part of their museum, but there's, it's pretty cool. I feel like you would really be down with that if you checked it out. Um, and especially if you watch Hellier, they just dive into all sorts of high strangeness. Um, they're just super, super cool people and really smart. Like, honestly, the kind of people I hope someday I get to sit around and sip whiskey with and just talk about high strangeness with. So check that out, Dean. You'll totally be down. Um, but yeah, I think it's possible. So I don't know. The more I think about some of the stuff, I don't know if you've seen the... Um, some of the, the the videos, of course, there's all this information coming out from um, from the military, the Navy in particular, about um, about UFOs. And you know, they, I always often think about the ocean. I think I've mentioned before that the ocean is really um, like I'm terrified. Like it's a fear of mine, and I don't know why, but I I think that there there could be something more to that than just big open water and whales and sharks and shit, right? But um, I don't know if you've seen the video of it's on, you know, it's one of those shows where they're recalling. Sorry, that's me moving my screen about because I'm all antsy and excited to talk about this. Um, but there's one where there's a guy on they're on a ship and he's recalling. He's telling the story. Um, I have a feeling probably telling the story before he was given permission to do so. I don't think they share his real name on the show, but um, he was on a ship out at sea, naval ship. And alarms started going off, um, the kind of alarms that say, okay, everybody needs to get inside. Nobody can be outside of the ship. And he somehow got locked out, got locked outside of the ship. Everyone else was in and he's outside and sees this, this ship rise up out of the ocean, hover above the ocean by a few hundred feet for a few minutes and then take off into the sky. And, um, and so he, it was, it was pretty crazy. And I, you know, I like, for me, I watched this, this stuff, sorry, this stuff. And I'm like, um, yeah, totally. 
Lisa just says, yes, the ocean is one of the very few unexplored places on Earth. Absolutely. Like, who knows what the hell's happening under there, right? Like, I don't know. But um, I think absolutely it's possible that there is stuff going on. And, and I don't know that the Earth is hollow per se, but maybe there's just, you know, things happening deep within the Earth that we might not know about, or even, even just these ships that have basically embedded themselves. Um, how many of you guys have seen that movie, Cowboys and Aliens? I was just talking about this movie the other day with, um, with my family. I love that movie. Uh, but they, it's kind of that same thing. There's this, you know, ship that's basically hidden in the desert under the earth in these rock structures and, and nobody really knows they're there. Um, but yes, I totally know about that. I think it's not, you know, completely out of the question and super cool. So, so thanks for that question, Dean. I knew I could count of you. Um, yeah, pockets of caverns maybe inside Earth. Absolutely. So speaking of that, when you watch this Hellier show, see, this is a really crazy fucking synchronicity. When you watch that Hellier show, the Hellier show begins with them um, going out looking for... Um, the Kentucky Gate Cave Goblins. I don't know if you know anything about that. Um, but, you know, the caves, of course, being the entrances to such caverns, correct? Right? So, yeah, you totally need to check that out because it's it's really freaky. Uh, Lisa's watched it recently, right, Lisa? Raise your hand, Lisa. Say it's totally cool. But it goes, starts out with the, with the goblins and goes way sideways um, and really crazy. Uh, so yeah, check it out. I think that there is something to be said there and I, God, I wish I was a millionaire and could just spend my life exploring all this weirdness because, um, I don't know, I'm getting, I'm getting all excited up in here. Um, anyway, uh, I was going to say, so I'm reading this book. Um, I think I just recommended, actually, I know I just recommended this book to Lisa, right? Um, Lisa says it goes sideways fast. Yes, it does. But it's so fascinating and intriguing. My sister Kelly, Kelly will be listening later. She just finished watching it. I'm just bringing all you people in. Um, you got to watch it. But uh, uh, so I'm reading this book called Fringeology and um, very slow start to it. But I mean, and, and not, not, not the book, but me. Like I'm not, I haven't read that much of it yet, but I recommended this to to Lisa, Fringology, yes. And um, there's this quote, I should have brought it down. There's a quote that um, in the introduction, he's just talking about, the author's talking about kind of this this um, exploration that he does throughout the book. And he's kind of just going places. And, and basically, you know, he's looking for answers in the end to kind of realizes there aren't a lot. Um, um, I will get to that question in a minute, Mr. Don Castile Jr. Um, anyway, uh, they, there's this notion of possibilianism. There's a guy he quotes, and I'm totally forgetting because it's not how my brain works, who the guy is. And I will share the quote in the name of the person. But it's this idea of possibilianism, like just like anything's possible, like being open, like someone who is open to the possibility of just stuff without having to hold on to any one concept or belief system. And it really resonated with me. That's how I feel. And I think part of it's this claircognizance stuff that I have, that I get information 
Um, and I, I'm not, I don't think it makes sense in my human existence for me to know all of it. Um, and so I get a lot of things and I get also why people believe the things that they do, if that makes sense. Um, but I will share the quote later, you guys, um, and the guy, uh, or Lisa, if you're on it, you might have the book close to you. You may have read, read, read the introduction. Um, so, so honestly, I don't know if this question from my friend Donnie here is, is, supposed to be serious or not so my friend Don I remember him as Donnie because he was like what 10 or something 8 9 10 when I knew you Donnie excuse me whiskey um but <laughs> this is a great question because you know what a lot of people um believe that yeah I I haven't really thought about octopi or isn't that like the pair the like the plural version of octopus being aliens um, here's the thing. I think that particularly about whales and dolphins, I think whales and dolphins are really, 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 um, intellectual beings. I think they're very aware. There's a lot of stuff out there about sea life. So when you really dive into some of this stuff and I, I'm a part of enough groups and I've done enough like trainings, um, just for my own information about all the different belief systems and the different star systems. And there is star systems out there, at least one, probably multiple, that are basically like entire living systems of of ocean. And um, and so some of these creatures, it's believed, have, you know, reincarnated from such places. Um, and, you know, it goes back to this idea that we're all kind of, we're all kind of aliens. Um, if you want to think about that, because we are, um, we are not, um, we are not just human that we have, we have been around before and there's a belief system. And I do believe, I do believe this is really likely that the earth is not the only places, place that we have incarnated on. Um, and I don't know why I believe that I just do. And I use the word believe lightly. But um, it feels very plausible and makes a lot of sense to me in ways I can't always understand. So, um, so why not an octopus? Um, maybe they can't. I think it's more often, more likely like whales and dolphins. Clearly, whales and dolphins have figured out a way to try to communicate with humans. Um, we, there's actually science out there that shows that dolphins can do that, right? Um, and whales being really, really intellectual species. Um, and a lot of people, when they go into their meditative states, that's where they go to is underwater and they're swimming with these different creatures and, you know, who knows what that means, but there's definitely purpose to it. So, um, so, uh, Don, you're either sitting at home laughing at me because I answered your silly question with, you know, in a more, uh, real fashion, or you're like, okay, okay. But you'll have to tell me cause that's not very fair if you're just joking with me, but there's my answer. I think it's very possible. I think all animals, I think all creatures communicate with us. I think trees communicate with us. I think everything communicates with us. We just aren't always able to receive it. Um, so yeah, anyway, there's my answer. See, I don't see. I don't even know. This is the funny thing about people you haven't seen for how many years has it been, Don? Since we've seen each other, like thirty-eight or something like that. So, 
Um, quiet time. Yeah, you have a little one at home. Okay, so I have another question here from um, from Dean. How about the story of Admiral Robert Byrd and his expedition to Antarctica beginning in 1948? They abruptly left because part of the fleet was destroyed, so they never went back. Inhabited? Interesting stuff. Yes. Yes. I think that Antarctica has weird stuff going on. So here's the thing. Where where would you hide? Where would you go? 1984. That's pretty cute that you remember that. Um, Dawn, I guess that's about right because I moved back here in 19... I moved back stateside in 1986. So Dawn, I know... So, I might as well mention this because he's here and I keep mentioning his name. So Don's older sister's sister, his sisters, the whiskey, Susan and Margaret, um, they were friends of mine. They were, he's their little brother. And we used to spend a lot of time together when we lived in Launchtel, Germany. Um, his dad is, was in the army. And like I said, I just remember, he was, he, I totally remember him as a little brother. And now he's a fully grown man with children of his own. So, um, but I'm really glad you're here, Don. That makes me happy. Um, so anyway, going back to that question about um, Antarctica. So here's the thing. I think that um, any place on this earth where people could, not people, aliens perhaps, if that's what we're going to call them, this other light beings and other forms. So, so I think of it as like light, light beings that aren't currently in a hum, aren't experiencing the human existence. Um, and they might be experiencing some other existence that are here. I think they're going to choose places that nobody is going to be looking, right? They're going to choose Antarctica because who the hell goes there? They're going to choose the bowels of Mount Shasta because again, who the hell goes there? They're going to choose Washington State. That is so funny that that just came out of my mouth. That's really weird. Probably intentional. Thank you, spirit guides, for whatever that meant. Um. Anyway, but for there's something to that because there's a lot of really weird shit that happens in Washington State. And I'm here in Washington State. So weird shit, right? Um, extraordinary beings. Yes, Sean. Um uh if you're the ocean that was really where i was going and i said washington state what the hell is happening to my mind um washington ocean antarctica like you know the places that have a lot of space in them that people aren't going to right um uh interestingly i think there's a lot of a lot of places in the mid um the mid us that they aren't that we haven't explored but that's where the the Kentucky um cave goblins are so they're hiding there any place so to to your question Dean absolutely I think that Antarctica's got some stuff and there's actually some um great photo ops about some places in uh, in Antarctica that um suggests that um and even when you dive into like the Marvel comics like look at where Captain America um you know, landed and they're out there looking for him and all the, you know, like all these, there's, there's these things. I think that through art, through, um, poetry, all these different things, we get glimpses of stuff that, of truth that we may or might not be ready to, um, to discover. Uh, but anyway, Marvel movies. Anyway, I don't know why that came up. Maybe, maybe you are one. Sean says, maybe I am an alien. Absolutely. I think I probably am. Um, 
and Jim says New Mexico before we went there. Uh, probably, but you know, I think New Mexico is issues. So in New Mexico, this gets into this question of the military and what our military knows. So New Mexico, of course, being really close to, to Nevada, um, and having been a military brat who grew up in Las Vegas and had a father who worked for the Air Force in intelligence, um, I can tell you that I don't, there's no mistaking that our government, the governments all over this world have information um, about, about what's, what we know and about stuff out there. And I, and honestly, my dad, you know, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, my, my UFO experience when I was in high school and, um, I, my dad, you know, I remember talking to my dad, my dad had the kind of jobs that he couldn't talk to you about, which, you know, I think totally sucks. I hate that for my dad. Um, because who wants to carry that kind of shit around and not be able to talk about it? But he more or less told me, I, you know, I, if I tell you, I'm going to have to kill you kind of thing. Like, yes, you're right. You know, shaking the head. No, but you know, kind of thing. Um, so they know things. And I, I think I mentioned this on our UFO episode that I think right now, some of the information that's coming out, that's being released to us is completely meant only to appease our curiosity and the fact that we are starting to figure this shit out um, and they have to give us a little bit to try to keep us from searching too much. And why is that? I think mostly because it's way too much for the average human being to explore some of these concepts. Um, and yeah, so there's that. Yeah, so see, you know, so Sean gets it. If I told you, I would have to kill you. No, it's really true. Um, <laughs> it's, it really happened. Had this conversation with my dad. No, my dad would never kill me. But, you know, how do you say yes without saying yes, right? So it's kind of a joke between me and my dad. But I knew, probably part of my clear cognizance, I knew that what I was onto was was a real thing. Um yeah, uh, Dean says predictive programming from Hollywood. I think it's, you know, it's funny. I think these, I don't think that most of the time, like, well, that people realize that what they're, these creative ideas they have are actually, um, um, they're not, they don't have it in their, in their awareness. They think merely they're just these creative ideas, but yes, I believe there's a lot of predictive truth to them and, um, and kind of like planting of seeds to things. So, um, yes, Dean just says Captain America Winter Soldier is full of references to global government and secret societies, truth through entertainment. Absolutely. Um, our art imitates life. And it imitates life on levels that some of us aren't even ready to acknowledge yet. I believe that a hundred percent. And Sean, I didn't know you were an Air Force brat. Yes, nice. Um, anyway, so I, you know, I do. I think that there's, there, it's not a coincidence that people have had ideas or that, um, you know, there's things that we go, oh my God, that happened in that movie. I, that's not a coincidence at all. I think it's a way for us to be gradually fed truth 
about who we really are and what we're doing in this earth. Sorry, this hat's driving crazy. Um, and we have to, you know, we have to be fed it a little bit at a time. And it's funny that that comment or that statement kind of comes out of my mouth because um, I've, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm someone who has been fed a lot of information, possibly before I was ready for it. Um, and sometimes I have to come to terms with that information and why I have it and what it's meant for. Um, and so, yeah, that explains why I have these moments where I get really tired and kind of like feel things physiologically. Um, they kind of manifest for me that way. And I have these weird funks. Um, but I think it's, you know, I mentioned that this whiskey and weird thing kind of plopped out of the air for me. Because I think that's a way for me that that has this, this is an opportunity for me to process it. And just to be real about it, because a lot of it is just really, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird stuff. That's the only way I can talk about it. But I love people showing up here who, who kind of are okay with hearing it and are interested in hearing it and very possibly receiving your own information that you may not or may not realize is happening for you. Um, but it's, you know, it's all really, it's all linked. It's all, it, it, it all will make sense to us someday. Right. Um, and in the interim, I think when we, when we are in the, um, kind of in the liminal space of between lives and things like that, that we do understand, we get it. Um, Uh, Don says, I'm sorry to tell you this, but all this is a holographic simulation experiment. Some of us just became self-aware of that existence. You know, you I think you say that in jest, but the funny thing about that is um, if you, there, so there's these, there's people that claim to channel, and I'll say claim because you can take it or leave it, claim to channel beings um, outside of this existence, right? So um, people from our, our, um, our so our our system families kind of our uh what do you want to call it um what's the word i'm totally losing it but our star system families that are out there and um yeah i'm just about to get that to that comment about the matrix dean um that the, this this that the earth that human humanity humanity is just kind of an experiment for our light beings, the, our true selves, to kind of experience something completely different. And that the human experience is one that is fraught with way more emotions than any other experience in the universe, in, in, in all of it, um, all the universes everywhere. And so it's kind of this experiment with how do we deal with like all the things that we are capable of feeling as human beings. Um, and so the idea of the metric matrix, and I think I just shared a, a meme from, from Keanu Reeves about, um, like the matrix actually is probably more real than we realize. Now, um, we could get into this whole conversation about grid lines. Um, Dean, Lisa, you guys might be interested in looking up that notion, um, because it is a matrix. We exist a hundred percent in it. And, you know, this this idea that everything we're experiencing, what we're doing right now is kind of just a fabrication that we've created. 
it's all really weird. And as I said, it's not like I necessarily believe it, but at the same time, it makes a hundred percent sense to me. Does that make sense to you? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weird that way, but, um, but I understand the purpose of it. So it, it's not a big deal for me, I guess. It, it is hard work, again, which is why I have these bouts of depression and anxiety. And I feel really tired sometimes because I'm processing things that are way beyond my human understanding. Um, and uh, Sean, Sean says, it's like Q from Star Trek or just play things in some other being's toy box. You know what? Absolutely. And in some ways, when I first heard this, this idea, I was like, fuck that. Like, I, you know, like that doesn't seem very cool. But the truth is we were all part of the experience. Like we were part of planning it. Like there are people up there now or not people, there are beings, light beings up there now watching what we're doing. And probably in another lifetime, we'll be up there pulling the strings while they're down here. So we're all part of it. Like we created this. When we come back, we decide that, okay, this is the lesson I need to learn and this is the bullshit I'm gonna have to live through to get through it. Um, but you know, what I found is that there's a lot of peace that comes from acknowledging that I, I decided this is what I need in this lifetime. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not weird. I've definitely had whiskey to drink tonight and not a lot to eat. But um, yeah, let's see. Oh, Angelique is on. Angelique says, maybe it means you are full. And if it's negative external energy, you need to time the run to garbage compactor and your your body tells you that. Um, I think that's an interesting concept, Angelique. I've been dealing with this long enough to know that um, sometimes I just take on other people's stuff. So if I'm dealing with my own stuff, yes. Um, it becomes harder for me to process and protect myself from other people's stuff a hundred percent. Um, but I also believe it's part of my process to help people with that. I'm naturally inclined to help people, um, heal, um, on an energetic basis. And, um, I, I personally have been dealing with some of my own human physiological stuff, which makes me less equipped to, um, deal with the energetic stuff. So, um, and yeah, so yeah, it is, it is a both and situation. What you're saying is a certainly an aspect Angelique of, of that. Um, but it's also just part of knowing who I am and what my purpose is and how I kind of show up in this experience. Um, and yeah, I have been bombarded by energies in the last week or so even even like the shooting that happened in boulder i don't i don't watch the news i don't take on that stuff in a cognitive way but i do take it on energetically so all the people in the world including my own siblings who are really struggling with that and and the why of it um I take I I have to protect myself from that and I definitely was already feeling depleted a little bit so that does become harder for me so you're totally right about that um but I also get it I understand what's happening I just don't always I just kind of have to to be with it and um um but yeah you make a great great point Sean says we are a human ant farm kind of kind of kind of um dean says we are all star seeds in some respect living out our human lives via this meat suit we wear a hundred percent um 
And yeah, Angelique, it is. I mean, it's kind of my plight. I do have, I have to do a lot of protection on my heart and my heart chakra. Um, and you know, it's not always, I mean, I, it's not always a good thing to be a healer and a nurturer because I often take on things that I don't need to. Um, but it's, and, and, but I've learned this about myself. So I'm, I'm much more in control of it now than I was like 10 years ago. So, um, um, but it's partly why I love hanging out with preschoolers because they're, they're, they're unjaded. They don't come with a lot of crap <laughs> and they're, they're just lovely, amazing beings still very connected to their starseed family and true to their true purpose. And I think that's why I love hanging out with preschoolers. Um, so anyway, anyway, here we are. And who knew that like, Prob this is hilarious because here I was worried. I had no content whatsoever. I trusted that my people, my weirdos would show up and ask me the questions. And here we are 52 minutes in. Um, and this has been a lot of fun. I love being asked questions about stuff um, by people who are totally comfortable hearing my weird answers. You guys are amazing. Um, so I don't forget. Thank you, Angelique and Dean and Sean and Jem, Lisa for chiming in tonight. Um, I'm really happy and, and Dawn and all of you who, um, here listen later, you know, don't hesitate to, to share your thoughts on some of the weird stuff that we talked about. Um, or even ask your questions because I can use that for, um, material for next week. Um, when we come in, it's kind of fun this way. Anybody else have any weird questions to throw at me? They don't even have to be weird related. They could just be life questions. I am a teacher after all. I like answering questions, kind of what I do. Um, what's everybody drinking tonight? I think, Jim, you mentioned something. Let's see. And I was in the thick of talking about stuff and I missed it. What did you say? I'm going to scroll back up. Um, I can't find it. Where was it? But what are you guys drinking? Oh, there you are. Jim Beam and Dr. Pepper. There you go. I hate Dr. Pepper. Um, is my glass empty? No, but golly, I feel like it should be. I'm feeling, I don't know if I just have a high from this fun conversation. So this, this is kind of how I imagine a whiskey and weird get together would happen, right? We, we would just ask all the weird questions and talk about all the stuff. And I loved that I learned that Sean, that you're a an Air Force brat. How, how did I not know that? That's weird. Um, but yeah, cheers to my Air Force brats. Um, weird fact from Sean, first chimp to go into space is buried in New Mexico. Hmm. Let's all contemplate that a moment while I take another sip of my whiskey. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of weird shit buried around the earth. Don't you think so? I mean, that reminds me this whole idea of, um, Oh, hi, Frank, Frank. I'm so happy you're here. Let's see what Frank has to say. Garrison brothers, Texas straight bourbon mixed with something soda stream I had in the fridge. Oh, I loved it. I love that you're, that you're here and that you are um, sharing what you're, what you're drinking right now. I've never had Garrison brothers. So, I might need to come over and have that since you live like three minutes and I walk past your house like every day of the week. I'm glad you're here. 
Um, you need to chime in more often because I feel like that you would have some great questions and some great insight about weird stuff. I don't know why I think that. Um, maybe you're just not ready to, to go there. But um, glad you're here, Frank. That's awesome. Um, and I have no idea what I was just about to say. Oh, um, anyway, next next week, let's just show up. Bottle is empty. Is that your way of saying, no, don't come over? Don't come over. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's all right. I get that a lot. Please stay away. Um bottle is empty or or it's just your way of saying you really enjoyed it well I still have lots of of monkey puzzle so we could we could open that up um anyway okay I think it's probably coming time for me to to sign off from this show but honestly you guys this was a lot of fun thank you for hanging in here um astrology perhaps next week for sure okay so Dean I don't know. See, I'm just getting to know my friend Dean here. And um, so I've been trying to figure out, because I am into this. I believe that all numerology is a big thing. I think astrology, there's all stuff to it. It's All of it is information, right? It's information to kind of work as a guide on our path and support us in, in what we're meant to be doing down here. And so funny thing, you know, when we say, oh, we're like ants in an ant farm or we're puppets, it's not really like that. I think that we're provided with a lot of information to support us and we just have to be open to it. Um, Angelique says, astrology mixed with crone magic. Let's do it. Um, I'm trying to figure out what time I was born because I'm really limited in understanding my full chart and I don't know that. It's not on any of my birth certificates and I have multiples because I was born out of country. So I have a military one and I have also a, um, you know, one in England. I was born in England. And so I, I'm trying to figure that out. So if anyone has any guidance, I've actually tried reaching out to the hospital where I was born and I'm not hearing anything. And unfortunately they're in England. So it kind of makes it hard to, to get in touch with them via telephone telephone self whatever we call it these days um so anyway astrology would be great and uh, and um probably some if you guys have questions about that stuff um chime in in the next week on the on our page and um i think that could be could be pretty cool i mean at the very least we could talk about our sun and star signs and how we kind of relate back to them um i at different stages of my life i have really lined up um i'm an aquarian and, um, and I re like right now totally feel like I'm, well, it, it is the, uh, the age of Aquarius right now. So, so totally aligning with, with who, who that says I should be, um, church of the flying spaghetti monster pastafarnism. What the heck, Don? I don't know what that is. You're crazy, dude, but I'll look it up. Um, you need a rectified chart if you don't have a birth time. Thank you, Dean. Somehow I knew that you would have that answer for me, which is why I addressed you directly. Um, so I'll look for that. Um, I could do a tarot reading. What? <laughs> Frank says, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you're responding to something I said, because everything I say is so clear. Um, or if it was the comment from Dawn. I'm not really sure about that. But uh, tarot reading. So I just got my first set of tarot cards, Sean, and um, we might need to, we might need to check that out. Um, and, and I'm like, yeah, 
Anyway, I got to wrap up, you guys, because I try to keep this simple on myself and my um, my audio recording is about to go. So peace out. Love you all. Thanks for being with me on Whiskey and